Hi, 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 hopes, Mr. Levman, what is happening with you? We are here for a special birthday edition of 1973 for someone that was born in 1973 and has a very special birthday, and it's not me. So it's someone else on the show, and it is you. So happy birthday. Uh, you got me by like a month, so you're sort of feeling it out for me, but I hope that you're having an amazing day. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Listen, you uh, were one of the first people that texted me, so I appreciate that, and uh, got a lot of texts and uh, just calls and um, stuff on social media, and, and man, it's so much love. I, I, I'm, I'm like humbled by it all. It's, it's really sweet and very much appreciated, and before we went on, you were asking me, does 49 feel any different, and I just was saying, I don't know that it feels different, but it's a different... Birthdays are always very introspective for me, so I think not always, but they have been since I've gotten like old now. Yeah. And so I start to think about what, um, you know, I, I just am touched by different things, man. Like my, the, one of my clients, the CEO of boys and girls club, like sent me a letter and, um, he, and it was like a happy birthday card and, and it was handwritten and like, you know, part of it, it was never happens anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's like that little stuff, like that's the stuff. And like, even like, Delta was like, happy birthday and DSW and like shit like that. I don't know. It used to like, I used to be so dismissive. And I think in this age now, um, it's just nice to, to be. Uh, it does not hurt to be nice. I've, I've had a uh, interesting work with customers this week. And the one message that always keeps coming back to my head is let's be nice to one another. So the fact that they're taking the time to, uh, oh, and there's my mailman who happy. I'll see you tomorrow. We can't see him, but that's cool. Yeah, that we yeah. no, I mean that this show is becoming more and more like Mr. Rogers every minute with all these characters or, or Daniel in. Tiger's neighborhood, right? Love Daniel Tiger's neighborhood. Right. So no, just be nice to one another. And I, I'm glad that people have reached out to you. And this is certainly a great week and day to celebrate a birthday. There's a lot of excitement in the air. Um, I have some good news. We had a lot of viewers of our Facebook, uh, uh, 1973 on Tuesday. I mean, I think that was the highest numbers that we've had view wise probably ever. I mean, so a wow, lot of people. Man, how about it? And then I'm sure that I don't know what our numbers are on um, Spotify or Apple. I'm wondering what we what we what we did on that, but just a lot of positive feedback. And I think I think the thing that came through on Tuesday was just natural joy. And uh, yeah, yeah. I do feel I like I do feel like I have to do a mea culpa. Many of you know I'm doing my confession. Many of you know that I was a New York sports fan for probably up until about 1993. Um, I would root for the Knicks. I would root for the Mets. And I would say that the single transformation was starting to listen to Philadelphia sports radio and getting into the teams that way. So I'm tried and true uh, a Philly sports fan now. And I, 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 I repulse for my sins. I, I, I confess my sins as we go forward. 
Well, you know, I mean, I think you need to give a little the proper background to that, too. I mean, it, you didn't just choose to be a, a New York sports fan. I mean, your father was from, yeah, there, your yeah. father was from there, right? Like you had you have a strong allegiance to New York. And I think that that's respectful. It makes sense, though, after a while. <laughs> well, it made sense that why you started there. Right. And so and then I think, you know, kudos to you for choosing your own way. And I will say as someone who is uh, who's who's very much a, a one team fan of you know, just like, I don't understand people that have like multiple teams. I will say that since 93, whenever you decide to make that leap over that's, you've been consistent, man. So, and you're a true sports fan, every stretch of the way, like good, bad, indifferent. So, you know, you, you, uh, but it's interesting that people called you on that. That's really funny. I didn't. And I do have one other correction. Okay. I touted how the Phillies and Eagles would both be in Houston. Not this weekend. It would right. be next weekend. So right. I did make a mistake. The anticipation is if this goes six or seven games, the Phillies would be down in Houston as well as the Eagles playing the Texans. So I did make a mistake with that. Felt the need to correct that um, because this is a gigantic sports weekend. Um, and we did a lot on the Phillies. Um, I do want to hit some Eagles this weekend too, today. Yeah. Um, and I just want to throw this out. Sixers, touch it for a second. I think, and I texted you about this, I think Doc Rivers is on his last bit of uh, safe ground. I think this guy will be fired by next week um, if this thing does not turn around. Yeah, that was your bold prediction to me, uh, what, last night? He said that yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, I mean, we have two guys who could easily take over. Sam Cassell, who doesn't have the head coaching experience, but it's been assistant forever, as well as um, – as well as um, Dave, Dave Yeager. So we got, we have some qualified things. Guy seems like he's lost this team. Yesterday, last night, that game was awful. Absolutely awful. Yeah, I didn't watch the game, but I know that they went up to Toronto and then they have another game on Friday, right? Against yeah. Toronto again. And so thank God the Phillies will be on for that. So you won't have to watch that, but they just look really discombobulated. Now, uh, Embiid. Maxi and Harden put up, I think it was 80 points of their 109. I mean, they scored the big three came through. Tobias Harris last night, three points. Yeah. Three points in over 30 minutes. Yeah. You can't, you can't have that. And, um, you know, I, I wondered a while ago, you know, could they move him to the bench or, or bring him off the bench or move him more with the second unit? I don't know what the answer is. I mean, is, is he still playing good defense? Well, I don't think anyone on the team is playing good defense. And I've even heard, I mean, I don't know how you feel about moving DeAnthony Melton, starting him and having like a three guard rotation. I mean, that was something that I heard because one of the major issues is Tucker's too slow and that they need some more quickness. Um, So maybe giving some more minutes. And again, I think the only people that played last night were Georgie Yang, Paul Reed had like four minutes, Montrez Harrell. no one, no one really. I mean, Daniel House played a little bit last night mm-hmm. and Melton played and and the starters played most of the played most of the game. Hold on for one second. OK, you're going to pause. Yep. We we are back. We are back. We I've had a lot of visitors in here today. And Bob, my you are like Mr. Rogers. Um, so I want to say something. You're right. They did not play. No one's playing defense. P.J. Tucker, you said he looks too slow. Remind me again what his contract was. Three years, $33 million. 
fantastic. All right, we're going to be having that for three years, and and he's already being slow at 37. Real shock. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, listen, I, I'm ready for a new direction, a new voice for the Sixers. I, I you, you and I went back and forth on this. I really would love Sam Cassell to get an opportunity mm-hmm. to be our head coach. I think he has a really good bond with the players. Um, and you're right. Like, you know, look at James Harden and look at what the numbers that he's putting up. Numbers are great. I mean, even last night wasn't, I think, I think the thing that really is getting all of us is obviously most of us were not watching that game on Saturday night against the Spurs, but how do you let the Spurs come in uh, a tanking team and just play like absolute crap? Yeah. The Spurs are three and one, aren't they? It doesn't matter. I mean, I understand I know. I'm what telling you're... you. I'm, what I'm telling you is like the Spurs are a bit of an upstart team. That doesn't give you any reason to lose. I completely right. agree. And then he put up 40 points. He he was basically a one man machine. Yeah. And yeah. you take a night like that, you have a 40 point game, and you still lose the game from your should have been a two time MVP. It's just not good. And Doc's excuse about did you hear that he said we're not ready to win yet? Like what in that. Like, what the hell does that, like, what is the hell does that even mean? We're not ready to win yet. This is the first normal preseason that they had. That was the whole reason why they went down to Charleston. Right. To, to, to build this to win. Right. I mean, right. that was. And everyone's healthy. And I know Embiid had the uh, plantar, plantar fasciitis, fasciitis yeah. in his foot. But like, it's always going to be something with Embiid. He's still, it should be a dominant force, even if he missed time. And I know he's out of shape. And that's unfortunate and he'll get back into shape, but still you have enough talent on this ball club and this ball club should be deep, deep enough. Like house is giving you nothing. Right. 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 I mean, like, like what, what, like Melton, you're right. Like he, he gave you 10 last night and maybe he needs to get more time, you know, cause yeah. I, I do agree. He's like a spark plug and you know, he plays both sides of the court. So um, it's interesting if they lose tomorrow night and then they lose that Saturday game against Chicago in Chicago, is they're, that they're enough in Chicago though? Are they? Well, here's the point though. Is that enough to fire Doc Rivers over? And I think it is actually, because it because I mean this has happened before. I remember the situation with the the coach in Cleveland. Remember they made the the move really quickly. Mike Brown? No, not Brown. Uh, uh, the Israeli coach. Uh, oh, what was his name? Yeah, who went on to coach the Lakers? David Blatt. David yeah. Blatt, and I think David Blatt was working for the Knicks after he was fired at some point. But, but I mean, the, the point being is, is there enough work right now? And I think there is enough work um, on, on paper on, you know, to say that a change is necessary and maybe a fresh set of eyes and because the the players are not going to change. I mean, it, 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 you just might need a different approach and yeah. So. Yeah, and I also don't think Doc um, has proven that he adjusts very well. And it's isn't it like it's kind of eerie when you think about the parallels between this situation and Joe Girardi, right? I mean, yeah. I'm sure there's a camp of people who believe that Doc is uh, the great a great coach for this team, and he's going to turn it around and da 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 da. But you know, how long are you going to putz around with Joel Embiid's uh, prime and this team that you have that? you know, the window is open now. It's not, there's no extended window. Um, and I just want to say one other thing before we wrap on the Sixers, I did watch a bit of the Nets Bucks game yeah. last night. And I he looked awful. You, did he not? Ben Simmons, man. I, I, you know, I think some of this is probably rust for sure, but he doesn't look inspired. He does not look like he's like, 
he doesn't have the same bounce that he once had with the Sixers and his defense. Like, I mean, Drew Holiday is an all-star, but Drew Holiday was getting around him with no problem. And Ben Simmons was basically a screener. This is a guy you're playing, paying a max contract to who's who uh, Van Gundy, Stan Van Gundy called him out for being, you know, setting such excellent screens. He went two from seven from the field. He missed his free throws. Like, so basically no news is the same news for Ben Simmons. And um, again, will he get better? I mean, you expect that he will, but you know, for years, I think as a Sixers fan, I was always thinking that there, and I'm not, I'm not talking about just last year. I'm talking about, you know, when we drafted him, we've seen him evolve, kept thinking that there was something else. There was another gear that he hadn't gotten to. And, and I just don't think he has another gear that he can reach. Yeah. And it's interesting. Brandon Ingram has developed into a good pro. And yeah. I remember how ridiculous that debate was. Who would you take? And it was sort of like they brought Brandon Ingram in just to sort of pay lip service. But obviously, Brandon Ingram maybe doesn't have the higher ceiling, or at least we think, but he's a solid scorer. And he probably would have solved your problems at the small forward position for years. Yep. Um, so it's just yeah. one of he those. He does get hurt a lot, but I love Brandon Ingram. You're right. And I get to give a shout out to Train. Thanks for the birthday wishes. Who, uh, who wanted Brandon Ingram at the time over Ben Simmons, but um, I'm sure everyone laughed and ridiculed that idea, but. Uh, one and done Dookie. He yeah. was one and done yeah. Dookie, just like Jason Tatum the year before. So Gosh, I forgot he went to Duke, Brandon Ingram. Yeah. That's right. oh, he's there for like two months. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's like so, Kyrie uh, Irving was the one and done, but um, so enough basketball. We'll have time to deal with that soon. The Eagles made a big trade yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Quinn, is it Robert yeah, Quinn? Robert Quinn from the Bears, defensive end. 12-year so. veteran. I mean, my question would be, does he have anything left? Um, but I know he was on the Rams and then the Cowboys, and now he is with the Bears. And tell us a little bit about Robert Quinn, what he brings to the team. Yeah, he did. He had a uh, – he's he's off to a bit of a slow start. Not a bit of a very slow start. Uh, one and a half sacks this year, I think, through, what, seven games? Is that what they – seven seven games they played? Um, and, but the year before he had, uh, I think it was 18 and a half sacks. And so what it seems to do is he seems to have like an every other year breakout, um, where he's had 18 and a half sacks multiple times. This is a guy who, um, can get to the passer. Uh, I think when you look at it, first of all, the, the Eagles gave up a fourth rounder, which feels about right. Um, he, the bears are going to be paying his contract. Most of his contract, most of his, I think he makes 8.1 million. I, I read that they're paying over 7 million. The bears are. He's just running them off the books. Yeah. So he's going to get a veterans minimum. Uh, the Eagles will be paying the veterans minimum. Now next year uh, they are on the hook for 13 million. So I'm sure uh, master Wiz cap Howie will figure a way to renegotiate that if they decide to bring him back. But this guy is a, is a rotation piece and he adds to arguably your weakest area on the team, right, is defensive line. And this is another piece. And, I, you know, if you look at it from the perspective of you're replacing Fred Barnett with a guy who has gotten 18 and a half sacks now. Derek Barnett. Fred Barnett is your former. Did I say Fred Barnett? Yeah, oh your favorite former wide Chalk receiver. Chalk being 49. And, Calvin you know. Bellamy, or as yeah. I would say, Walter Bellamy from, from training places. Yeah. Um, so, um I think it was Mike Bellamy, actually. Mike but, Bellamy. Walter Bellamy uh, was the old but, guy. Yeah, so Robert Quinn, he's gonna um he's gonna help. I mean, you look how deep that defensive uh rotation becomes with you know Reddick, Cox, 
uh, Graham, Brandon Graham, Hargraves. You got Davis in the middle. You got um, Quinn on the outside. You got Josh Sweat. I mean, that's like a pretty, pretty damn Milton Williams too, who was a highly drafted rookie uh, two years ago. So, I mean, that, that's like, you're like eight deep along the defensive line. It should be able to get some pressure. Um, I do think there's been rumors about, you know, hey, we want to bring in Kareem Hunt. Hey, we want to, you know, I, I heard a rumor about Alvin Kamara, which doesn't make any sense to me. Um, there's one area that I would like to see them get a little bit stronger in, and it's probably safety. Um, yeah. I'd like to see them add another safety and it doesn't have to be a guy who's going to be like a game changer, but I think a good, I don't trust Kayvon Wallace at all. Uh, if there were an injury to Epps or to um, John to Gardner. Um, so I, uh, I'd like to see them upgrade to safety. And then I've heard rumors about Kareem Hunt. And here's what I'll say about Kareem. Wait, Hunt. Where is Kareem's with the uh, Cleveland right now, right? Cleveland Browns. Yes. And are so they people, willing to get rid of it to people? Yeah. And Eagles fans, and I think this is really important to think about as, as, you know, people a lot of times just get excited about the player. But let's all do remember that we we were not fans of Odubel Herrera. We were not fans right. of Jairus Familia, right? So Kareem Hunt, if you ever saw the video, um, it was horrific what he did to, I believe, his then-girlfriend, um, like, beat her, and it was it was horrible. So, and remember, we have the history of someone abusing dogs, which is obviously a horrible thing, but right. nowhere near hurting a human being. Right. And there again, was outrage over that. This to the day I die, Michael Vick served the time that the judge had made him serve. Kareem Hunt served time that the commissioner told him that he should. To me, it's, it's two different things. Okay. And I think Michael Vick has come out and been very vocal about. Um, you know, how he learned from this and how he is an advocate for um, animals now. And I think that's good. That's, that's what you hope, right? That's what rehabilitation, that's, those are your best case scenario for rehabilitation. I, I, maybe I haven't heard it. I haven't heard Kareem Hunt come out and speak about domestic abuse or anything like that. Or, you know, like, so again, I just like to be consistent with my own views. I am not interested in Kareem Hunt and his, you know, what he did in the past um it's still like for the same reason i didn't like odubo herrera and the same reason i didn't like familia and the same reason why i don't like joe mixon um you know uh so yeah that's kind of where i stand on that alvin kamara would be interesting but the thing with alvin kamara is you have to remember this guy's 27 years old he's got some tread on his tires he gets hurt a lot um he's got a big salary now it is the saints and and we've we've done plenty of deals with the saints before but the other thing with him is, you know, he has that um, accusation from him and his buddies, like beating the crap out of some dude, um, which another I, thing you don't want to touch. Right, right. So again, I just don't, you know, if you want to upgrade your running back, that's fine. But I, I don't think that they necessarily need to do that. And if you do it, I would, again, Kamara just doesn't make sense to me because of where he is in his career. And, and but I think how he is proven that he has is smart enough um with some of these mid-season acquisitions i don't think that they're done with robert quinn by the way i think they are going to make one more move but what it shows Maybe in the safety position huh yeah safety or running back but i think what it shows you too is um it shows you that they i think they're going for it man you know I yeah think and these are similar things if you remember they did back in 2017 they kept yeah. adding to the core 
you know, whether it be at the running back position where they kept adding. I mean, so that's that's a, a good thing to see that they're still adding pieces. And they do have a, a game coming off a bye, which I think in the past this team has always done well. Or am I just thinking of Andy Reid where they always yeah, did well? Andy Reid was undefeated again. Undefeated and bye. Yeah. And they're they're playing an interstate rival, which should be interesting. Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers will be at home or the Eagles will be at home against Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh is coming in with, I, we do, do we know if Kenny Pickett will be starting or will Mitch Trubisky be starting? I know Kenny Pickett had, was he in the uh, concussion protocol or had something else wrong with him? I think it's going to be um, Pickett is starting. Okay. Starting. Yeah. So he's back and they have, uh, you know, Najee Harris, they have my man, George Pickens, uh, Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. I will say I spoke to a Steelers fan um, earlier this week, and I said one thing that concerns me is Pickens is a very, very physical. He beats DBs up like he's six, four. He's a big dude. And then <clears throat> Chase Claypool is built like a tight end. Now, he hasn't been productive or consistent. But again, if you remember him from Notre Dame, I mean, this is a guy, and I, I feel like when the last time we played him, he gave us fits. I worry about Chase Claypool lining up against Avante Maddox, who is undersized as a dime uh, defensive back. I worry about that matchup, man. I think that they could be able to exploit that, but I do also think the Eagles' pass rush should be able to get to uh, Pickett. Now, Pickett is a mobile guy, so he's going to be able to run around back there um and so hopefully the eagles linebackers will be able to contain him somewhat uh i mean and what i mean contain him is just kind of make sure he's not running not that he's going to have a huge game you know i I feel good about the eagles i think we're going to still uh get the w but um i uh yeah i mean that that's it's going to be an an interstate battle and uh if we win let's let's hope we uh add another we remain the lone undefeated team in the league Move on to what seven and oh, right? Seven and oh, seven and oh. Um, and Ooh, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I think the rest of the predictions, I, I know that there's a another London game coming up. I know Denver is in London. That's a Denver Jacksonville. That is a dreadful mess. I mean, correct. Denver has gone, I mean, hack it. Ugh. He's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Remember you called out his dad for being terrible too? Yeah, he he was he was horrible. I mean, he was the offensive coordinator on those 93 Chiefs yep. and went and became the USC uh head coach, but no, nah, he's just dreadful. I mean, I think he had been with the Niners, but uh it's is it Zach Hackett or am I what's his All Hackett was his dad. Yeah, what's his name again? Oh, the co- um Daniel Hackett. Daniel will be probably the first of the coaches fired because that one is obviously. Well, Matt Rule was fired already. Well, Carolina. I, I stand corrected. I stand correct. Matt Rule was fired. I think Hackett is definitely, you know, Sean Payton is seeing this as a golden opportunity to make a heck of a lot of money. He might take the job in Carolina. He might take the job somewhere else. He's going to make a lot of money off this. Yeah. Wait, who is? Sorry. Sean Payton. Oh, yeah. He is. And there's rumors that he's going to be in Dallas. Hmm. I know that was one thing that Dallas was trying all along was to get him. And obviously the, the Cowboys are back. Uh, Dak Prescott is back. 
And we will have to see about the Cowboys in the future as well as the 6-1 New York Giants, which continues to boggle my mind. A mind-blowing, isn't it? Do you want to yeah. – Do you want to? I was just looking this up. Do you want to run through the our predictions? Yeah, we, we never keep that. track of them. Wait, what's yeah. your prediction for the uh, Steelers? Eagles. What do we say, 27-10? Yeah, I don't think the Steelers' defense is very good, and I think this Eagles team is going to be well-rested. I think um, – you know, what we want to look for is can the Eagles be a little bit more consistent? They, they seem to have. get that Second lead and take their foot off the gas in the third quarter. And then in the fourth, they, they give it just enough gas. Right. So I'm going to go uh, Eagles. I think we're going to put up some points, though, in this one. I'm going to go Eagles 31, uh, Steelers 14. All right. So we're about 17 points difference one way or the other. What's their next game there? Sorry, uh, someone, some random number keeps calling me. Um, they clearly want to sing happy birthday to me. Uh, hold on one sec. We got tonight, we got, this is an interesting game, the Ravens visit the Bucks. Yeah, that's, is that interesting though? I mean, I, I'm going to go with the Ravens. I think the the Bucks are starting to pack it in. I mean, that that is a, a wretched, uh, I mean, maybe a bad decision by Tom Brady to come back. I mean, yeah. I don't see any reason to believe that they're going to win this game tonight. I mean, I think the Ravens of the two teams are the better of the two teams. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen if Mark Andrews is going to play tonight, but that's irrelevant because most people won't listen to this in time. Um, I'm going to go with, you're going to go Ravens. I'll go bucks. Um, okay. the, the, the snooze game that you mentioned Broncos Jags. Let's go with Dougie, Dougie Pete. And and the Jaguars. I, I think Doug Peterson's a better coach, and maybe that'll amount to something. Yeah, uh, I just I have to believe at some point Denver's going to be able to turn it around, and I, I'm going to pick them to win. Yeah, uh, in London, um, Carolina visits Atlanta. Atlanta's such an interesting team, aren't they? I think we're going with Atlanta in this one, right? Yeah, I'm going to go Atlanta too. But Carolina, remember, they had that huge upset against the Rams last week. No one saw that coming. No, no. But, you know, let's go with our hometown Falcons. With your boy P.J. Tucker. or No, not P.J. Tucker. P.J. Walker straight out of the XFL and straight into the uh, the starter for the uh, Carolina Panthers right now. Oh, after wow. they traded uh, McCaffrey too. Um, all right, let's go uh, Chicago at Dallas. Dallas. Yeah. Dallas, I hate it, but I agree with you. Miami visits Detroit. Uh, Miami came off the win, I know, against uh, Pittsburgh last week, and Detroit looked awful against Dallas last week. So we're going Miami in that one. Uh, I'm going to go Miami, too. Uh, I think that offense is going to go crazy because Detroit's defense couldn't stop the three Stooges. Um, Arizona visits Minnesota. Minnesota. The yeah. soon to be six and one Vikings, right? Or yeah. seven and one. And who was their lone loss to? Our Philadelphia Eagles. You're damn right it was. Uh, I'm going with the Vikings as well. Uh, they are also coming off a bye. The Las Vegas Raiders visit the New Orleans Saints, who are, by the way, two and five. The other thing I just want to say about the Kamara deal that doesn't make sense to me if the Eagles were to do that is that would make the Saints even worse than they are right now. And the Eagles own their draft pick. The Eagles are not going to trade number one for Alvin Kamara based on what the Niners traded for Christian McCaffrey. So that deal doesn't make any sense to me, that that 
potential Alvin Kamara deal. So I just want to put that out there. Okay. Anything else? <laughs> Las Vegas at the at the Saints. I'll go on this one. I will go with the Saints. Both, two, yeah. both two and five, right? Two and four, yeah. Two and four. I will go with the Saints as well. The Raiders look ratchet. Yep. Uh, the upstart New York Jets host your New England Patriots. I think that I don't think the Jets have beaten the Patriots in years, and I think they are coming due for one. They'll be yep. five yep. and two or six and two. They will oh. be six and two, and I love the Jets in this game. Um, Tennessee visits the Houston Texans. Tennessee is has been playing better, um, and we'll go. We'll win this game, so they will win this game. I'm gonna go upset special and pick the Texans. Um, okay. The battle of Carson Wentz, who won't be playing because he's on injured reserve. Washington visits Indy, and Indy will be starting former Texas quarterback Sam Ellinger. Tell us something about – I just heard his name this week. I know nothing about Sam Ellinger. He's a, he's a big scrambler, as I remember, and he does not have a really strong arm, but he I feel like he has – like the same Brett Favre mentality, just without the like strong arm, like and the talent. He makes the and the talent right. He and, and he probably doesn't uh, embezzle money or do whatever Brett Favre did to steal money and uh, fund his daughter's volleyball team or whatever. So Heineke, go with, let's go with Heineke, right? A Heineke, yeah, Heineke versus Ellinger. That's a prime time matchup. <laughs> I'm gonna go with that Taylor Tyler Heineke as well. Yeah, I'm going that um, way. I think this is an interesting matchup. The 49ers, um, Matt Reagan called me a 49er today, and I thought that was awesome. So that's a cool way to look at it. Uh, 49ers take on the LA Rams. LA Rams oh, are get a couple of guys back. So I hope the 49ers, I, I'm going with the 49ers. There is no love loss in that rivalry. And I, I often have a real time calling it a rivalry because – what are the LA Rams? I mean, are there real LA Rams fans out there? No, well, there's got to be. I mean, they did win a Super Bowl, so I'm sure there's. Yeah, but I heard there were like 10 people at the parade or some ridiculously some... small amount of people at the parade. I'm sure. Uh, wait, so who are you going? You're going, I'm going with the Niners. I want to go. I'd love to see the Niners beat them. I, I can't yeah. stand the Rams. Yeah, I'm going to go 49ers as well. Uh, New York Giants visit the Seattle Seahawks. Let's go with the Giants. Make them another. Make them a seven-game winner. I'm gonna go with the Seahawks in an upset special, but they're at home. Going with Geno, huh? I I I really love Geno. He's fun yeah. to cheer for. This is an interesting one. Green Bay visits the Buffalo Bills. 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 Uh, Cincinnati Bills. at Cleveland is your Monday night delight. Cincinnati has uh, really turned it around. I think Cincinnati's four and one in their last five games. I, I'm I'm going Cincinnati in this. Broadway Joe Burrow has uh, he's done the job, so he's been great lately, and he's really been hooking up with Chase a lot. And Tyler Boyd's been playing some good football for them too. And T Higgins, they have an, a lethal passing attack. Passing attack. Passing attack. The passing attack. Um, and then, as you know, or actually, I don't know if you know this, but the world's largest outdoor cocktail party takes place this weekend Yay. in Jacksonville. Georgia, Florida, and I will be going obviously with Georgia in this one. I don't think this is too much of a stretch in that one, is it? I hope the dogs stomp a hole in the gator's ass. 
That's how I feel about that. Beautiful uh, game. It's uh, at Jacksonville, right? The game's yeah. in Jacksonville. Yeah, but there's talk about them moving that series eventually. So uh, To both they, college fields like they did with Alabama and Auburn? I'd be in favor of that. I think it's good to have a home-and-home. And, home and, and um, it just, I don't know, I think it adds more to it. Jacksonville is just kind of, I don't know, it just, it just feels weird there. Um, so the neutral site that's an hour from Florida, from Gaines, an hour and a half from Gainesville. It's such a horseshit. So anyway, Anthony Richardson will be interesting to uh, how Kirby concocts a plan to stop him. But I do believe that the Georgia Bulldogs uh, coming off a week of number rest, one ranked Georgia number Bulldogs. one ranked Georgia Bulldogs undefeated, thank God. And um, Florida's four and three, and uh, they both had the week off to prepare for this, but. Um, I am going to go with the dogs and the defending champs. Uh, a couple of good games, though. Uh, Penn State hosts the Ohio State. We talked and it's about not, it it's interesting. Ago. It's not a whiteout game. It's not at night. It's, it's like a 12 o'clock game, which I was a little bit disappointed in that. They actually had their whiteout last week against Minnesota, Penn State. So, what does that mean? That everyone just wears white? Everyone wears white. And then, my sister went to a Michigan. She went to the Michigan Penn State game. They were having a maze out, which is they were all wearing yellow. I guess maze okay. is similar to yellow. I have no idea what it is. We never did white out, or I, I would have thought Penn State would have done like blue out or something. But um, I guess this weekend it's like a the the Big Ten always plays like these noon games. They always seem like they do noon games. So that's a, a noon game. And uh, I think Ohio State's not going to have any problems with Penn State. I mean, Penn State went on the road and got shellacked by Michigan. They hung with them for like, I guess, a half. And and then, uh, you know, Michigan was much better. I think Ohio State is second best team in the country. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I uh, We talked about this a couple weeks ago, right? How Penn State always seems to come up very small in big games. Against the two ones are obviously are it always seems like Michigan, Michigan and Ohio State. Ohio State, Ohio State which yeah. could probably be their only two losses this year. So right. So I'm gonna predict a loss as well um to Ohio State. Uh Oklahoma State at Kansas State is another big one. Uh, Oklahoma State is nine and Kansas State is twenty-two. And uh we don't need a breakdown of that because I know that uh probably neither one of us has watched tons of either one of those teams. But uh, I do like their back. uniforms. I do like their alternative uniforms. Oh, they're cool. Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's, yeah. Yeah, they're, cool. yeah, they're pretty cool. And speaking of cool uniforms um, and, and but douchey teams, uh, Tennessee hosts uh, Kentucky. But have you seen Tennessee's uniforms that they're going to wear? No, I, they're, they're getting rid of the white helmets or what? Um, no, they're wearing, I think they have the orange helmets with all black uniforms with like an orange stripe. They look pretty cool actually when I saw it, but I just don't like Tennessee. Um, kind of like I don't like anyone in the SEC who plays as a, a That's yeah. sort of a rivalry game. Kentucky, Tennessee is always usually a yeah. rivalry game. And um, it means something this year because both teams are actually good. While in the past, it's just been a border skirmish. And you, that should be like the last game of the year. But of course, Kentucky plays Louisville, just like Georgia plays Georgia Tech. Doesn't make much sense anymore. So I agree. I agree. Um, I don't think there are. I know UCLA. I know Chip Kelly and UCLA had their first loss last week. Mm -hmm. Um, That was they lost to Oregon, right? Right, right. So that was their first loss. Upstart Oregon team is up to number eight now. 
Yeah, since that opening uh, night loss, they've they've been good this year. Yep. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Syracuse is how, how, who's team, team? Man, well. Syracuse played Clemson well last last week. They sure did, man. Yeah. Syracuse is hosting Notre Dame, so Cuse uh, with just that one loss. Um, I think they'll beat they, Notre Dame. I think they're going to beat Notre Dame. Um, most they still first, play in the Carrier Dome. Yeah, it's no longer the Carrier Dome. They remodeled it and they gave yeah. it a new name. So uh, this is probably their most relevant team since probably Donovan McMath. And that's oh, like 20, 24 years ago. I mean, so, yeah. There was one question. Who has TCU got this week? TCU plays West Virginia at West Virginia. So TCU is undefeated still, right? Undefeated, 7-0. So they're going to trounce West Virginia. West Virginia is not very good. Okay. I wonder how old JT Daniels is doing at West Virginia. Apparently not so well if they're three and four. He's a former Georgia transfer, right? Yeah, he started last year for us. Oh, so. and now he's a uh, West Virginia starting quarterback. That program has gone downhill, that but, West Virginia program. Hasn't it? But yeah. they, I do feel like they produce some decent talent. So maybe They're in they the wrong conference. I mean, they always wanted to get in the ACC, and I, I think the thing was people perceived West Virginia as not – academic enough to fit in the acc so which is shocking um so <laughs> um so yeah that's it for football and then do we want to wrap up with some fills let's do some quick? fills there's a uh, obviously an interesting uh, game this weekend <laughs> friday night i think uh i'll be going watching i might be watching it with matt tomorrow night um that's awesome man i think we were doing something locally here but um interesting decision uh, I don't know how your your feelings are about Aaron Nola going in game one against uh, Verlander. Um, I think it makes sense, actually. I mean, he's certainly got a lot of rest, uh, Nola. Yeah. And uh, I guess the last time he pitched was, what, game two of that Padres series? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So, so you know, the thought process would be there. He's well-rested. Um he has pitched pretty well last game. Uh, I mean, they clincher against Houston pitched well against St. Louis and Atlanta and obviously struggled in the San Diego series, but I mean, didn't pitch outrageously bad. I mean, it was just a, you know, the game was sort of close for a while there, but I think, I think, I think their, their idea is that they're going to split in the, in, in game one and maybe lose one and win two, but I, I don't even know if they're going to lose game one. Yeah, you know, I think that it's the right decision. And I think this is where analytics come into play a little bit with baseball. And I looked at the numbers. I don't have them in front of me, but um, Aaron Nola is getting extra rest. And so is Zach Wheeler. And Zach Wheeler, when he pitches on four days rest, his ERA was like three something. When he pitches on, uh, when he gets an extra day of rest, it, his, his ERA drops tremendously. And, you know, you also have to remember that the last two games that Zach Wheeler threw, he hasn't thrown that many pitches. And so, I mean, he, he relatively speaking, right. So yeah. I think he should, with the extra day of rest and he's his velocity in that last game against the Padres, he was hitting 99. I've never seen Zach Wheeler hit 99 um, for the Phil. So it does seem like it's good, um, and I think, you know, in Rob Thompson, we trust. We have to. Yeah, and yeah. So and I, I, I didn't think it was – I think the three of them probably made that decision together, not a, not an outrageous decision. And 
they have a great one too. And then I guess Ranger would come back and pitch in Philly at it's Monday night. No, it's Halloween night. Ranger will Halloween pitch. Night, yeah. Yeah, on Monday night, and that the, the Citizens Bank Park is going to be rocking Monday night. Oh my gosh, it's going to be yeah. amazing! We try to get tickets, but apparently, my uh, Summer and I and a million other people tried to get twenty thousand tickets and did not work out for us. We did get a note. This right. was the whole thing. Like the Phillies sent out a note to anyone who registered, and so like when you first get the note, you're like, "Oh my gosh, I got the tickets!" But um, no, no such luck here. We did not get tickets. Uh, I guess the the games would go Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday in Philly, right? It goes uh, yeah, with no day, with no day off, travel day, and then they're back. Like you said, if if the series goes that long, they go back. It would school. be Friday would be Houston, and then Saturday would be Houston. So yep. everything would be done by next Saturday. Worst comes to worst. So yeah. You know, it sets up similar to the Tampa Bay series back in 2008, which I think is, I like that. I like that a lot. They went yeah. out and they won game one in that series and, and they lost game two. And then they came back and they won the first two. And then they obviously had the rain situation, the last one, but came back. And Brad Lidge was the one that made that moment, made a name for him in Philadelphia history. And be curious to see who makes that name this time around. Is it? Is it sort of an unsound hero like a Ranger Suarez or a, or a Zach Eflin who comes out of nowhere and you're like, who is this? Or is it Gene Segura who comes up and has that magical moment? I mean, it might be someone. It might be like, boom. It might be someone that we were not expecting to do it. And, and that's what makes baseball exciting. And I'll, I'll say something about this area. I mean, all the other sports have sort of been, they're important, but certainly lost attention this week. I mean, it's baseball number one. Maybe the Eagles a very distant second. Sixers are completely irrelevant, which is probably the best thing that's ever happened for Sixers management was that this run is going on right now. And, then the, and then the Flyers are a nice story. And then I think on Sunday night, also the, the Philadelphia Union are in the Eastern Conference Finals trying to revenge, get revenge against New York uh, FC New York or New York FC or whatever. Um, cause last year was the whole COVID game where every, I think all 11 starters for the union were, were, were forced to sit out or something like that due to COVID. So we, we have a big sports weekend. I mean, I think all five teams will be in action this weekend. That is insanity. That, and that's yeah. really, really cool. And you're right. There's no bigger Phillies fans right now than the Sixers. Cause no one is really paying that close attention to the, that, that group right now. Uh, I want to say something else that I, and I was thinking about this with Bryce Harper and why that home run. And we spoke to it on Monday and I don't want to talk too much about it, but I do want to just hit on one thing that I didn't articulate last time on Monday. And that is simply this. I think the reason why that Bryce Harper home run is going to be so memorable uh, to me and I'm sure to you and to, to millions of fans is because it was here it was, it was, this is your primetime player, right? This is the guy that you signed to do this, to perform, to do the impossible, right? And here you are, everything on the line. And granted, the Phillies could have lost, but everything was on the line. And, um, you know, he had two strikes and it was like straight out of a movie. And 
your primetime player, the guy you signed to this record major league deal and this record term, he came through. And, and I think in the course of our time being fans in Philadelphia, I think it, it, that's very, very rare that a guy that you pay your superstar, your leader, yeah. the face of your franchise has an opportunity to take. Cause like you said, a lot of times it's Brad Lidge. It's somebody, you know, it could be someone Unsound. else. Yeah. Right? I, you're not, you're you, someone you're not expecting. I mean, the fact that Joe Blanton and Jamie Moyer were relevant back in 2008 is pretty amazing. Right. You, you know, you wanted Pat Burrell to be your guy or yeah. you know, Chase and Jimmy to be your guys and, or Ryan Howard uh, would have been the equivalent of Ryan Howard almost hitting like a grand slam to win the series. I mean, that's, right. that's why Bryce Harper, your big star, your highest payroll player, he gets it done. And, and that's why it's probably one of the most exciting moments um, in, in Philadelphia sports history. And I know channel three always has like uh, great Philly moments before they start sports Sunday. And that's mm-hmm. going to be up there. It's pretty obvious that yeah. they'll put it, put it up with Doc coming in and do the, the introduction. Uh, Julia serving Brad Lidge's save and the, the sack and the Super Bowl. They're going to put it up there. And uh, I think that's pretty cool that we were all able to see that. And yep. um, I think it's going to be a fun series. I am picking the Phillies in this series. Um, I'm a realistic fan. The only person that I root for on the Houston Astros is Dusty Baker. But my allegiance doesn't go any farther than Dusty Baker. Right, right. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. You also mentioned Brad Lidge, who remember Brad Lidge surrendered the homer as an Astro and that's what led him to being available for the Phillies Yeah, and they made that move and, and he was a perfect 48 for 48. So, you know, it, there, there's some, there's some uh, serendipity between these two franchises, but yeah, that, that Homer with Bryce will live on forever. And there's already been murals, two murals that are painted in Philly. One, he looks like Jesus though. The other, he looks a lot more like Bryce. And then yesterday I saw that he was at, uh, the Trader Joe's in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, like just walking around. I mean, and Summer and I were talking about this. Is like, who, like, what superstar, like, goes out to the Trader, Trader Joe's, Joe's, right? I don't and, know. I've like, never been. I've been to a Trader Joe's once. No, that's not true. A couple times, but I don't know. I don't. But know. it's like, who, like, he could have someone pick it up. He could have a nanny pick it up. He could have Uber Eats pick it up. He could have. He could send someone else. But this guy like loves this so much. He's yeah. like out like just being a normal person, getting Trader Joe's and like not like Ben like, Simmons. It's yeah. an interesting right. comparison, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean, this guy gets it. He gets Philly. He is Philly. He is the heartbeat of this franchise. And I would go as far as to say he's the heartbeat of this city right now. And yeah. um, we're fortunate to have him. And Bryce Harper. I mean, even as crazy as his career has been, um, we talked about this in the earlier episode, but. It's just a joy to be able to watch him. He is absolutely, in my mind, the best player in baseball right now. Um, I have some news for you. This is interesting. And then I've got to head out because I've got a student in a minute or two. I believe Dodgers fans hate Bryce Harper for one reason. He didn't sign with the Dodgers. And they wanted him back a couple Mm. years ago. So if you hear them, I know because he's from Las Vegas and everything that should have ended up in the Dodgers. Didn't happen. He's with us. And that's, uh, I'm excited. I will, uh, we will be in touch all weekend through text. I want to give my prediction since you gave yours and I've been wrong every series, but the Cardinals is the only one I got right. Uh, I'm going um, 
Astros in six. Oh. And you're going Phillies in what? Five. Wow. Five. Love it. Love, uh, Gene Hackman used to say, four. <laughs> four. Four. Who's your um, reference there? Excellent. Excellent. Well, everyone, this is a, it's an unbelievable time to be a Philly sports fan. We hope you enjoyed it. And uh, keep watching too, and keep liking. Keep watching. Keep and liking. Share. We'll be back. Let's let's do it again on Tuesday. And before uh, I will, we will. All right, we're gonna do it again on Tuesday. All right, everybody, take it away. Thank <laughs> you.